yeah, the cream of the podcast crop rising to the top. Be sure to check out WrestleBiz, brother. The podcast presented by Fonzie Neutron. Yeah, it's hip-hop meets wrestling, dig it? Powered by Belt That Online. Yeah, com. They get funky like a monkey. Special guests like Tony Iron, Pineapple Pete, The Black Mask, and many more. I'm freaking out. Make sure you tune in. Otherwise, you'll be a jabroni. And you'll miss the interviews, the predictions, the reviews, and just sitting a resound, shooting the breeze. Yep. So tune in and let these guys tell you a thing or two about a thing or two. Need a little excitement? Check out the WrestleBiz Podcast. Ooh, yeah. So, um, I see you chilling. I'm chilling like a villain, you heard? <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, um, yeah, now it's good to see that you um definitely staying healthy and stuff because I've been keeping updated with the posts in the group and stuff like that. And um, you're spreading a lot of positivity to others as well, keeping everybody else motivated and inspired and that as well. So, um, it showed that you a soldier because even through what you're going through, you're still taking time to um bless everybody else and stuff like that. So, I want to commend that, man. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, we can't help each other. That's fucked up. Yep. You know, you know, so we gotta keep it real. Yep. So um, even on you know, just on that vein, that's what um had me start this podcast because um, you know, the diary of a tired black man is is ultimately about um, you know, keeping it real, a little platform to express um things that we see going on just in the world around us and um and some things with us personally so one of the cool things is we've been able to segue into this sort of soldier series um we had um freedom unique um short circuit you know the father of the little soldiers we he chopped it up with us a few months back and um which was quite insightful and stuff so um so now which is kind of crazy we're getting blessed with yourself now big swole because not only do you come in from not not even necessarily a music and a and a health and lifestyle aspect, but then you got the um the sports and the wrestling and, and the af you know, all of that sort of stuff. So um this this should be a pretty cool conversation, man. And then look, you know, my whole thing is about empowering people, not only physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And that's where I'm at in my life. Yep. So we've been to give us a little um start. How did you um how did it start for you, man? How did it start for Big Swell? Um, you know, I you know I, we did a bit of reading up, and we know that you um you started playing football and stuff first. You you know you play professional football. You've um so um how about you tell us a little start? How did the journey start for you? Well, I was um I was all American football player. You name it, I made it, and I was recruited by every university. Okay. The University of Michigan, where me and Pete went to school together. Yeah. That's where I first, you know, met Percy. Um, it was me, D9, and Pokey. We were in college together at Earl. And so, uh, uh, you know, I went on to play professional football. I played with John Broncos. And um, had a bunch of bad, you know, knee injuries, and I played in Canada. 
came out late in the world. And then, in 1991, uh, I didn't know what I was doing with Big Cat and Red. Okay. So I thought I should become a fucking wrestler. And I was in Houston, Texas, at a place called Prince, right down the street from the University of Houston at TSU. And he gave me some information, and he said, I should become a fucking wrestler. And I looked into it, and I went to wrestling school um, with, um, with a guy by the name of my dad, if he's going to kill me, Brad Riggins. And Brad Riggins trained, um, he trained Brock Lesnar, um, Good Militia Team, the Royal Warriors, the Founder Brothers, Good Band Vader, oh, wow. Kurt Henry. Yep. And this is back to, this is back in the 90s, you know. So I went, I went to wrestling school and, and I was coming to Minnesota. Then I started going to school in Japan. I guess people don't realize that I went to New Japan, you know, many, many years ago. But then I got called to go back and play football. So that's why the gap between my football school and wrestling. And the wrestling in between. Yeah. So I went back to just start playing football for the time. And then I hooked, then I hooked up the places, you know, in the middle of the soldiers in 1994, 95. And, uh, you know, I became his personal trainer and bodyguard. And so that's how I always started. Okay. Well, they've, they've actually made a mistake on um, Wikipedia. They got you, um, I think, listed as Masterpiece Cousin or something and saying, oh, you know, Randy, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, with uh, No Limit, they they think with no, no Limit, definitely a big family, but they think everybody No Limit, Masterpiece Cousin, so. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not telling You're not telling but, um, you know, so you say that was in about 94. Or, I mean, it's interesting because with the wrestling, I've seen a few, um, I think, pictures and some early video clips of you in um, New Japan and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you work any of the early, um, like, wrestling territories in the South? And, and... No, I didn't. You know, let me tell you why. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that question because when I got into the wrestling business, the last thing I wanted to do was a job. Okay. I didn't want to make I didn't want to make the white boys look good. You see? And what they did, what they wanted me to do was go into the ring, beat the shit out of white boys and let the white boys win. Yeah. My very first my very first match I ever had in my life was with one of my best friends. God bless his soul. His name is Frank Anderson. And anybody knows that Frank Anderson was a dog from Sweden. He was like the Luke Rigno. Of the Swedish movie. Okay. And he's the only Swedish to ever win a gold, I think not a gold medal, but a medal in wrestling. He was, he was a Swedish guy. And Frank Anderson was my roommate in the wrestling school. And so when they came to me, they said, Look, you're going to work for AW. My first wrestling match was AWA with Vern Diamond. Vern, okay, so quite a big, that's a big yeah. promotion, yeah. Yeah. So anybody know about Vern Diamond, <laughs> he's the one that develop, you know, a whole thing. He's like the godfather of wrestling because it wouldn't be no wrestling. Well, I think it was them that had the movie, the wrestler back in the day and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And so that was my very first, I used to work in AWA. And so uh, I did a wrestling match with him and he popped and they told me they want to punch him in because they were you know, be the Swedish, you know. So then I got a phone call over to Japan, and they wanted to push 
Hashimoto, not really Hashimoto. And Hashimoto is like, look, you know, we're going to do this match. And it's going to be, I did, you said, I did one of the very first mixed martial, martial art acts in New Japan. In wrestling. Because I, yeah, I, I had gloves and he was wrestling. And they wanted me to leave to him. So yeah, I said, cool. So did did you did you did you always have not like an issue with um not like wrestling being a work but just um how the business was at that time where they was I guess booking the black wrestlers because. We hear about, like, there was a big lawsuit, I think, at one point in WCW and stuff, and they were saying in the South they used to book the black wrestlers quite bad and stuff as well, and uh, yeah. where, you know, people got tired of it and stuff, because they were saying, you know, they were tired of not seeing no black folk win, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't want to be part of that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to be part of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was 6'6", 285 pounds. Young, blue chipper, yeah. You know, and, and I mean, and people say, oh, Big Soul can wrestle. Let me tell you something. When I joined WCW, I didn't go in as a wrestler. I went in as a third. See, I went, I went in there throwing punches, pictures, and punches. They made me clothesline. That's what they wanted me to do. I mean, I trained with the World War. You know, I trained with Kirkman. I trained, I've been wrestling my ass off. Well, I think that's you know, crazy because, that's not the morning. you know, and. and but, but, no, okay. I'll let you continue. No, go ahead. No, because what, when I joined WCW, they didn't want me to wrestle. They wanted me to be a thug. And you have to remember, you know, I came out the fucking audience. Of course, exactly. <laughs> and, I would. I jumped out the audience and she started whipping ass. And um, that, they didn't want me to wrestle. They didn't want me to do the, you know, the, the wrestling and, and she came back to haunt me in my future. I mean, it makes sense at the time, because when we hear, especially a lot of stories about um, WCW's booking, it was like things of that nature where, you know, they, you know, were literally telling people what stuff to go out there and do, and, it, you know, in terms of the character stuff, is definitely as well. Um, you know, what, what you, you, I'm guessing you had worked with Kurt before, like, um, yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, friend. Okay. Friend. Yeah, so yeah, I... And Kurt, and Kurt, and when we did the Northern Associates, Kurt, you didn't know when he came up with the rap crap. Okay. <laughs> and he came, and he came up with the throwing the cake in the face and never say something. Oh, wow. I, I, I love Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, I've always been a big Kurt. I friend. love Kurt. Nah, yeah. I love Kurt. That, that was my, and me and Bobby Duncan Jr., we played college football with Oh, wow. Okay. Was, Bobby Duncan Jr. was an all time player at Texas. He was outside linebacker. And we knew each other from football, and I know the Wyndham brothers, you know, let me tell you something, this is something that a lot of people don't know. If they would have told me to join it, the West Texas Rednecks, I would join it because they would have so much second time. Yeah. And they, they would have, they made us look so I mean, did, did they actually, um, knowing them guys like that, did they actually hate rap music? <laughs> no, they, no, they didn't. <laughs> 
They was having fun with it, you know. I mean, I, I'll admit, I love rap music and I love No Limit, but I still pop for some of the stuff they were doing, man, because it, it was funny, man. Let me tell you, if somebody were to call me right now and say, Sloan, we want you to come to rap and crap, and you'd be a rock star, <laughs> I would do that. I would, seriously. Yeah. Because they were having so much fun. And the, the, the killer part was, we, we were supposed to be the good guys. Exactly, we exactly. The they were the, they were supposed to be the hills, but they were getting, you know, they were getting the rub ready, yeah. so. And I mean, everything, just, everything just went daylight. I mean, you do, you, know, do you think that's why the program didn't... It didn't run that long. I, I remember, you know, P being around and stuff for a bit, and then they had you doing the tag stuff with Rey Mysterio, and um, you had, you know, which is which is quite interesting because you you worked with Ray when he didn't have the mask on and all that stuff as well. So um, that quite historic in its own right as well. Okay. And I was going to say as well, just on, a, on another note for credit, you guys kind of gave birth to the filthy animals after that because that came after yeah, the Nolan Mid right. Soldiers, you know. It came after us. Yep. And, I, and you'd be amazed. I've been a wrestler for 10 years, and I get messages from young wrestlers like, hey, man, I still remember you jumping up in the audience with that gangster shit. That was crazy, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cra it was crazy because yeah. even myself as a fan, myself as a fan now, I I had always heard your name on No Limit Music and stuff through P. So it was like because I mean, it's like earlier you mentioned like V ninety Pokey and stuff, and you know you listen to some of the old No Limit sound. A lot of the artists used to rap about V ninety. They used to rap about Pokey. They used to rap about Swole. You know, so um. I, like me being a wrestling fan and a No Limit fan, when No Limit came in, I was I didn't know you had background in the wrestling business, so I just thought, oh shit, this nigga done bought like all the goods into the business, and then the way that you came in as well, so um, that was pretty you know unique as well. Yeah, because like I said, when we first joined, I told him I said this is this is what we're gonna do, and we 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 walk in DC, and I said, look, I'm and I'm going to jump across the barricade, and I'm going to start doing fucking clotheslines and punches. And I was like, I want to do some gangster shit. Yep. I want to do some shit that nobody's never done before. Because when a wrestler usually gets introduced to wrestling, he comes down the runway and making the music. No, I want to come out the stand. So the whole gimmick was, Big Swole don't know how to wrestle. You know, nobody knows that I was great important from the early days from, you know. New Japan, New Japan and stuff, yeah. You know, and so it was, you know, and it was kind of ironic because, you know, I still remember me, you know, first, you know, like we watched wrestling, and um, I think it was Ray Mysterio and Conan was going, we body, body, and ride, and ride. Exactly, yep. And so, and, and so I looked at Pete and I said, hey, Pete, man, we should take advantage of this shit. He was like, what? I said, man, I can get us in WCW. And this whole world was, man, no, you can't do it. No, I, I said, man, I, I can make some phone calls, you know? So uh, I made some phone calls, and you know, we flew to Atlanta, and I met with, uh, you know, you remember, we walked into a room, and we sit at the table, and I'm walking in, and there's Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, <laughs> um, Dusty Rose. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Nash. 
Yep. Wow. Oh, Legends of Hall of Famers, yep. <laughs> you know, you know, like, well, like, it's like four million for the wrestler. He's going to keep it. Uh, you know. Let me tell you something. It's so amazing that, you know, people to this day still say, I love to be the back of the world. Yeah. You know, we all know, we all know that Master Peter's brother, the last one's something. House of Glory Wrestler. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, there will never be no more understanding again. Not a good one. Okay. I'm just keeping it 100. And I'm not trying to hate on nobody, you know, but I'm at the point in my life where I live on a farm. You know, I like my horses. I like my dogs. You know, I live a very peaceful life. And to me, the no limit is just this one thing is just over. No, I, I, talk, I talk about it. I talk about it. But you will never see this one on again. It's fine. I mean, I... I'm that note. Before we move on from the No Limit Soldiers, I want to ask um, who was your favorite, you know, to work with within the group? Because you worked with um, was it Chase um, Chase Tatum? Chase Tatum. The best Chase Tatum was he was he Brad Arm was he and Brad Armstrong? Yes, yeah, Brad Armstrong. But you know, people right Chase is the same guy who became uh, what's the brother out of Atlanta. Um, the rap group, um, he was getting paid bodyguard for a long time. Um, Andre 3000. Outcast? And, um, Outcast. He was, he was paid for kids with Outcast. Okay. You know, and that's the same since Tatum, but out of wrestling, the most Brad Armstrong has to be my favorite person. Okay. A week before Brad died, I talked to him. You know, and, um, you know, uh, you know Brad Chase and you know, me and Ray Mysterio, you know, it was our business, you know, you know, you know, all these friends, we were friends, but, you know, we don't, we yeah. don't call each other from a Christmas and shit. I, I hear you. I mean, you, you know, um, I still remember the iconic finishes and stuff when you used to have Ray up on your shoulders and then, um, right. he'd come off and do his I'm the first person that ever did that. Yep. We called it Jesus Christ and nobody, nobody done it since. Yeah, then people, yeah. Nobody's done it. I tried to do shit for people to remember. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. I would have loved to work with New Jack. I mean, what, what, I'm glad you said that because um, I could pull, try and pull the clip up and find it, but there's a clip um, on YouTube um, where some guys, they speaking about a, a story, and they say they claim apparently WCW wanted to bring New Jack in for the No Limit Soldiers stuff. <laughs> And um, I tried. I tried everything. I tried everything to get me back. Crazy. They just wouldn't sign. That's crazy. They, sign. they would not sign. I told myself, man, if I could bring me back in, you know, <laughs> that place would have. That place would have erupted. <laughs> and they, they black. They black ball it, bro. Yeah. You know? I think you see yeah. why people don't understand like the power and the magnitude of even black folk. And and the cool fact, it's like a lot of even um, black wrestlers, you know, they put over Kevin Nash and they say he gets it. And they say um, Kevin was like, not like a black white dude or something. Or Kevin, you know, he understand the certain cool aspect that, um, you know, black people are, are associated with. Um, so it's 
one of the reasons why I think even Kevin he, he said this before in an interview like one of the reasons the NWO and stuff really got so hot was at the time they were like the cool black guys without being the cool black guys but you know yeah <laughs> and that's even people could identify with and stuff like that so um and you know New Jack was was so um underground as that you know he was like you know the the wildest kind of street nigga you could kind of see but I wrestling you know, in ECW, and um, if he would have came over and done some stuff for you guys, that would have been, you know, huge money, because one of the things, I, I only say that, because one of the things that helped propel the wrestling business forward was that cool black factor, whether we seen it on NWO in the cool black, or whether we seen it on, um, like, The Rock, and, you know, in his career, even though The Rock kind of identified more with being Samoan, it was the fact that a lot of black folk really got behind The Rock, and they were like, yo, you know what I mean, and then that, that really put The racket on him and stuff, so, um, I think if, you know, you guys did business in WCW, New Jack with P and all that, and, you know, everybody had their heads together, it would have been great. But it sounds like WCW was just a chaotic um, workplace, yeah, which yeah. Um, there's a story with Eric Bischoff saying that he was shaken down by you guys for some money or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it was like the money, motherfucking trying to play with us. Okay. You know, a lot of people go into the wrestling business and they portray themselves. Of course, it's a gimmick. To be something. No, we, we were real street. You know, and we had to show this motherfucker we were real street. You know, it's like, you know, I'm going to name some people who I don't fuck with. Booker T, you know, I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with Hulk Hogan. Okay. You know, because some of the No Limit Soldiers came to WCW, a lot of, a lot of people had go you know, and so you got to remember when people when, when we came in there, you know, <coughs> you could um, I was flying first class, I stayed in sleeps, you know. I, I, I then when they found how much money I was making, a lot of the I was, I was making more money than, than some of the big wrestlers, yeah, yeah. And they were mad at me, but like I told them, hey, motherfucker, I'm mad at you because you're not negotiating. You know, you niggas don't know how to negotiate. You know how to negotiate. So, you know, I was making all this money. I was fine. first class, let me sleep. And, you know, and people just, they were mad at me. And, you know, a lot of these brothers, you know, you know, I mean, if you realize how a bunch of these rascals act in real life, you would need something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cutthroat. It, of course, it's you and you hear a lot of stories. I mean, to hear about WCW, I'm unsure if you was still associated with them at the time, but because you mentioned Booker T. Now, I can't remember where um, I got this story from. I'm going to sound like a bad journalist, but um, it was, it could have been Tony Atlas or somebody. You know, I ain't trying to put nobody's name out there, but. Somebody did an interview and they was talking about, you know, this lawsuit that was going on with WCW around the time where they were saying, you know, not enough black wrestlers are getting um, the right push. And they said some guys got payoffs, like guys like Ice Train and some of those guys, but you never saw them again. They said most of the guys who took the payoff, you never saw them again. They just, you know, stopped using them. But they said, they said Booker was, yeah, they said Booker was one of the guys who, um, went against it and that's why they put the title on him because they said Booker kind of he played ball with him and you know so I don't know if you know any much about that but it, it kind of coincided well, with what you're saying somewhat well you know Booker seemed I, I, no, I like Booker nothing against but he seemed more of a politician than Stevie Ray Stevie Ray seemed more mm -hmm. like a straight shooter yeah but you know I mean you know I mean I, 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 I
Yeah, I mean, I got, I got much respect for Booker. You know, he, you know, he, you know, Booker take care of Booker. He got to take care of business. Yep. You know, and I mean, but yeah, some shit got back to me that he said about us that I don't like. Okay. You know, so you know, you know, we he said some shit about that came back to me from Lava Sources that he said some shit about the soldiers. But no, nigga, you know, hey, you can you can understand that, but. If you gotta tell me something coming from my motherfucking face, yeah, you know, don't 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 don't, don't tell you know the white rascal, don't, don't tell me, yep, you know. But there's some shit that said, and <laughs> him and I gotta talk about it, you know, because you know, when I was at WCW, even when I wasn't wrestling, we still pulling the show, we still. Well, I think I realized for a whole year. WCW flew me to every damn show, and he paid me forty, fifty thousand a month just to sit in the back. Well, it's no wonder they went out of business. Well, you know, even though some say it was more for the Time Warner AOL stuff, but it seemed like they had a lot of money to they had a lot of money to this. Um... They would fly me every week to shows, and I was just sitting in the back and just sit there, and they'll they'll pay me, you know, forty, fifty thousand a week. Wow. You know, just to sit there. And I'm like, you know, fuck, you know, it's like, so then they called me up and they got brought up by WWE. They was like, look, we want to pay you off and all that kind of shit. No, you came in the ring, you made them out of my contract. That's a business. Yep. You know, and let me tell you something. You know, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a health business fan. I'm not a rich person fan. You know, um, one of the persons I can say I respect more as, as a legend, another wrestler, was Dick, uh, Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious is the nicest man that you ever meet in your life because he kept it real. Because you got to remember, they fucked over Sid a lot too. Yeah, you can hear a lot of stuff about Sid. Yeah. Sid Vicious, the Steiner Brothers. Real, real nice. Like you know, they they uh, clown a lot of those guys nowadays. But you can tell back in the day, they probably would have wanted clowning. But you see them clowning sit now. I know the podcast and shit. But you think back in the day, I was like, they were they wouldn't have been clowning yeah. sit like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, like people like Kevin Nash. I got much respect for Kevin Nash. You know, you know, um, you know, I, I knew him. I never liked this extreme uh, the guy walking with the two fifty. Scott Scott Hall. No, I'm about to punch his fucking ass out one night. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy, motherfucker. Y'all keep taking this rap and shit too fucking real for me. I'm a real nigga. You see what I'm saying? And if there's a couple times, I'm about to knock this motherfucker out. I don't say that shit with these niggas. You know? So, I mean, and you have to remember, he stays strapped. Yep. You know? He stays strapped. Yep. And a lot of these guys come in with this sign of, oh, I'm a wrestler. You know, you know, you know, I know, you know, I'm a street nigga for the camera You know, and I just didn't, I just didn't deal with a lot of them. Even to this day, you know, um, so they got these, they got the two black guys and um, WWE. I don't know what their names are. Um, New Day. Yeah, you got the New Day at the minute. Yep. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 crazy. Embarrassing, man. I got these guys acting feminine, shaking their booties and asses. Yep. Like, what? 
Well, that's the thing, yeah. They got, you know, I did, do, I did a couple of podcasts on it, and you know, they put the title on him for a bit, and then they kind of buried him when they took it off him, and then he just gonna be back to dancing around and stuff now. So, um, why? I mean, I mean, you make you make the white boy look like superheroes. You make him look all almighty, but when you're black, you know, you gotta be feminine and shit. You gotta shake your ass and be kind and all that shit. I mean, there's a lot of politics. They say you got, um, you know, Lashley. Even though they did have him kind of doing some weird stuff, posing with his ass like a few months back, but and then you got um, our truth, and he's like, you know. Everybody love our truth, but that's what they 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 kind of like um you know the just for kind of black folk. I don't know, but see, people don't realize we have a very large history in Boston. We're talking about Ocha Cash. We're talking about Rick Kennedy. Uh, we're talking about um, uh, uh, Big Cat Early Lad. Um, I mean, uh, shit, you know. So we just can go back and just, I mean, there, there's always been, you know, positive black, you know, don't y'all go. We've always been good wrestling. But I think one of the saddest stories, there was a guy by the name of Larry uh, Roy Brown. And he was a professional wrestler. And the brother, was the, for many years, he was the only American to ever win Olympic medal in judo. And, um, that Leroy Brown is, I was told stories that he's the only man that you can want to fuck with. You know? Yeah, yeah. And but they made but they made him a job. You know, he made he made the white rats into the bed. And he, well, I put the bad bad news brown. Yeah, bad news brown. Yeah. He was let me tell you let me tell you a story. He was a badass man. <laughs> this is a true story. I was in Japan. You know, much before with Japan, the guys with the Japanese guys were telling about the story that a little giant called Bad News Brown a nigger. Oh, yeah. So, Bad News Brown told the bus driver to pull the bus over, <laughs> and he told one of the giant to get off the bus. And the signers and all those people told under giant, you know, man, the dude's gonna hurt you. This is. This, this dude is a world champion judo. He, and they said that under the giant was he to get his ass off that bus. Yeah. Because, you know. I think he apologized he did, to bad news after or something. <laughs> yeah. He was going to whip his ass. And, you know, but, but it goes, you know. You know, like I told like I, I was just telling people, I'm a historian. You know, I, I, you know, I love, you know. You know, the black wrestlers because I'm from mid south wrestling as a little boy. You know, like I said, you have the Cat Cash, Thunderbolt Patterson, Rick Candy, Ernie Ladd, and these guys are women. You know, you know, Junkyard Dog, yep. you know, um, Abdul the Butcher, you know, all brothers. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it just, you know, then it came to the point where, you know, I mean, I mean, I know what you mean. It, it, it's the tr it's the trashy stuff. The only time I think they really got um, because I know not just with the black wrestlers, especially WWE, they known and you know wrestling all over. They kind of known to play on, especially ethnic um 
stereotype. So, you know, if they are um, a Mexican, they're going to play him this way. If they go, well, I know it's with the Mexicans. They give them their masculinity. They don't mind letting them be the badasses and letting them be the, um, because they, they do that with like LAX and Conan. They let them be the gangsters and the mob figures in some kind of aspect. But when they do with the, black. when they do with some of the blacks, they, they, um, they make it comedic, like with those guys crime time or whatever. And they kind of like, you know, petty criminals or something where they, you know, more like jokers or something like that. So um, they don't get to really go full force with it. Um, so um, I, I think, yeah, they, you see it a lot, especially with um, WWE now. I think they got some new guys called Street Profits or something. Um, they said they... They all, they all, you know, they they do a lot of the you gonna get the smoke, and you know they they sort of like they ain't as corny as the new day though. They got a bit more, you know, I guess swagger to them. But so I, I think it's kind of interesting. But some people say that the business is sort of like that, and they, you know, the audience for the most parts will only accept um, certain types of characters or something, and you know. So maybe it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. to see if, if there's anything different come out of um like House of Glory because we know there are some because somebody said this to me before they said you should do like an all black sort of wrestling show but I said it probably ain't really gonna work too much because I said the majority of the rest wrestling fans are kind of white to be fair and then if you want to put on a show right. you can't really disclude them even if I said I want to do a show full of black wrestlers they're gonna be like oh, you still want some um you know so it's it kind of a weird one sometimes but. I think the dynamics of it is whether it comes from um, the booking end, they don't really like to see, you know, too much dominance from, I guess, some of the black wrestlers, you know, even like Bobby Lashley, they got him as the dominator or something, but he's still, maybe it's, it's just down to his personality, but he's still kind of tame with it, you know, maybe. You know what I think is, you know what I think is sad? When you can take Brock Lesnar to go into MMA, and get his ass fucking ripped. And next week, he's in WWE as a world champion. As a badass. <laughs> it don't make no sense. Yep. Because he's a guy, he's a guy go to WWE, he's the kind of guy go in the and get crushed, get knocked out, yep. bloody, and then you bring him in next month to WWE as a badass world champion. It don't make no sense. like, this name, um, the guy he wants to sign up. CM, CM, CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, yeah. He got his ass fucking in MMA. I'm a man here. He got crushed. He got in your company. Yeah, I, I, I think I think people just flexing them because, um, <laughs> A, I don't think that company, I mean, to be honest, it, see, it, it looked like, you know, from what I know of HOG Wrestling, you know, independent company started by the Amazing Bread, um, and a few other guys, apparently, um, you know, I'm going to do a bit more research on it. But, you know, they do indie shows as indie shows go. So, you know, they've got a show coming up in November. I think they got Kurt on it and a few, Kurt Angle and a few other people on it. So, you know, it's um not like a regular sort of indie show. It'll be interesting to see what type of business, if he actually, you know, is, is keenly interested to come in and, you know, maybe get a televised sort of deal or expand it in some kind of way or if it's just, you know, been like an investment opportunity for him to probably attach his name to and, you know, just kind of capitalize on it from the indie standpoint. Because the, the thing is, even though he ain't in wrestling, he got some catchphrases that, that get stuck in wrestling, like no limit and bowdy bowdy. You still got people that say him now. So it's like, it's kind of a good move for him to kind of get back his name in the mix. But 
it remains to be seen like if if the company you know if you're really gonna push more into it to develop it as like a big company or if it just gonna stay as like an indie promotion because it's been more of a development territory it seems like at the minute right right yeah, you know right. you know like i was talking to some guys out of Tampa, florida I won't say their names, but they worked at WWE. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, if Master P was smart. Yep. He was smart. This was if he was. He, he said, he said he would bring out the No Limit Soldier. Mm-hmm. And that shit, that shit was hot. Yeah. So big. But you know what I told them? I told them it never happened. And they was like, why? I said, number one, you got two problems. I said, his personality is so big. But he won't call me. And my personality is so big that I won't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it ain't gonna happen. So, you know, if, if we go, if we can even backtrack from that, because, you know, even just talking about No Limit Soldiers, you said a bit earlier um, that it sort of not fell apart because P stopped showing up or he stopped um, coming to the shows and stuff. Can you, you know, that, can you, can, can you explain that? Like, what's, at what point was this? Because y'all came in like, it was 99, if I remember right. Y'all came in WCW right, around right, 99. Right, right. Well, well, you see, we had a no-loss contract, a no-match loss contract. But Cowboys were going over so big, and um, Dusty Rose called me up and said, look, we got a problem. I think we can fix it. Now, you got to remember, we're talking about Dusty Rose. Of course, Michael okay. So, Dusty said, you want to win Bass at the beach. You and Ray Mysterio. Y'all figure out how y'all going to win it, but you and Ray Mysterio going to win Bass at the beach. It's cool. He said, but, you know, fly you to Atlanta, you got to get the fans of reason to hate the Cowboys. They don't jump you. And I'm like, no, okay, this, this is wrestling. This is wrestling, too, you know? It's not a wrestling match. I go into the ring and the Cowboys get jumped. But it's giving me in the fans a reason to go over at Bass at the Beach. So I fly to Atlanta. They jump me. And everybody, ooh, the Cowboys jumped me slow. You know, I'm jumping. You know, the Georgia Dome is packed. You know, and it, it, it went over so big. You know, they start booing the Cowboys, you know, blah, blah, you know. So I fly to New Orleans the next day. I go to the bank. And I think about a guy by the name of Suave Bob, you know. I, know, I and, remember um, Suave, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm going there, you know, I think I'm depositing checks and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and you know, this is the last conversation you not to be ever had. And so... Uh, so I say, hey man, somebody wants you on the phone. Okay. So I go on the phone and <clears throat> motherfucker, nigga, who the fuck you think you are? Motherfucker, nigga, you made us look bad. And I'm like, hey, who the fuck you talking to? Fuck you, fuck you. And we so we go on back and forth. Hey, motherfucker, you made us look bad. And motherfucker, you know we, you know what? Since you won't do this fucking shit, do it by your motherfucking self. You don't have the phone. That's what it's Crazy. And so, and so, we go to Bass at the Beach, and Ted Turner called us up like, where's Master P? And they're like, where's P? 
I said, no. So we had to figure out a match to do our match. So we did the match and I won, you know, we won the best that could be. It went over big time. And we just got shown from the after match. Yeah, we, have, we, we haven't talked since. We haven't spoken since. And doesn't bother me. I mean, I mean, I thought, you know, I thought he was born. You know, I mean, I'm the only nigga that no limit made that motherfucker five hundred thousand dollars. You know, and he had to do shit. No. You know? I mean, he didn't have to put no money for investments or nothing. I made that dude half a million dollars. One check. Wow. Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, there was there was so much more that even you think of the potential of what could have been done because um, he was he was in he was instrumental in a lot of the build up with the stuff that you guys were doing, and then like you said, it just sort of disappeared after a lot of the fans were kind of left disappointed, and um, uh, I guess that was sort of a habit of what yeah. we seen with WCW at that time. I mean, man, it brought me into a room, and we had all these no limit shirts. No limit dogs and shit that these people are ready to put out. And it was just like, you know, you can stop selling that. You know, because, man, we go to arenas, man, there was no, they'll, they'll keep them with no limit signs. You know, yeah. no limit soldiers. You know, and you weren't even wrestling. You know, and that, that kind of hurt me, you know, because I mean, uh, I want to explain it to people, okay? I want to explain it to people like you. I have no animosity for no one. You know? I, I hate no one. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at him. I'm not, you know, I don't have no animosity towards him because he's moved on with his life. I'm moving on with my life. Okay? He's into movies, into music. I'm into horses. I'm into dogs. You know, I'm, I'm a farm boy. You know, I still work out. You know, I, you know, I love living on my farm. I love taking care of my family. And I, I read a lot of stuff and I hear a lot of people's stuff off key, the no key, the new, the new no limit, they jump, they fall and all that kind of, uh, ain't, 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 ain't nobody jumping me. <laughs> that, that shit ain't happening. Okay. And it, it's just that I want people to realize I'm proud of Pete. I'm proud of what he's doing. You know, I, I commend the brother, but it's just not my lifestyle anymore. That's right. You know? You know, I like picking up cow shit and horse shit, dog shit. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like, you know, I like going into the swamp. You know, I like shopping. I like fishing. And that's my life after me. It's, you know, it's, I, got, I, got my, I got my family. I got my daughter. I got my lady. I ain't worried about nobody. It sounds like you should join yeah. um, Eric Bischoff in uh, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and um, you know, it, it's just, it's so ironic because I live in the South. I still live in Louisiana. Okay. You'd be amazed how many people still love this place in, in no limit. Yep. I mean, it's people people want to take pictures with me. You know, you know. Oh man, because you got to remember. There's a lot of people that call themselves swollen, but I'm the original for swollen. Yep. I, I can't stop people. And this was in 1990. So you got people in their 20s, 30s calling themselves swollen. Like, no, man, I've been calling myself. That was, you know, that was so old and so long ago. 
I get so much love for No Limit Fans. Well, um, I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing with No Limit, man. The fan base is definitely um a strong you no, know, and and I think you know that's why No Limit fans show a lot of you know that solid love because they see whether things are no matter how things sort of went and you know everything kind of had its own little deviation, but they remember and seeing a time when No Limit was like you know such a strong unit in yeah. the family. And um, speaking of that, which we're gonna segue quickly just into some of the music. Cause like you explained, you was around No Limit as like a security doing, but you know, other kind of detail in that as well. Mm. Um, so even with that, No Limit being a family, you know, you shared a story not too long ago about um, you know, an incident that had happened with the LAPD. But when you explain yeah. that story and you explain that everybody kind of left the stage, that show that family mentality where it's like if one of us in right. trouble, everybody go and come and see what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? So um, that 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 you know that that's what I wanted to. But even touching on to that, you know, with you being around the music cycle, we spoke a lot about the um the wrestling and that as well. So maybe we put a little something out there for you know people that gonna be listening and you know they know a lot about the music. And like I said, no limit diehard yeah. fans. Would have heard your name on, on songs as well. They would have heard the right. B90s, they heard the big pokey, they heard the big swallows, they may have seen you maybe in the background of some right. videos and stuff. So, um, right. what was it like being around the, um, you know, the music side, the, you know, the soldier slims, the the big, you know, being right, around man. the, um, what was that side like for you? Man, let me tell you, I miss, I miss soldier slims so much, man. And I'm mean, right, I mean, I mean, I really think that if you depict anybody from the limits to represent the two soldiers, they had to be soldiers. You know, they had, they had to be soldiers. I mean, he was funny, you know. I mean, he'll battle rap anybody, you know, and everybody was just around. Oh, round. Round, you know. He called everybody around. <laughs> you know, just to sit in on, you know, you know, uh, to watch him do the last dawn, to sit in on that and to sit on, you know, sit on music like um, Bowder Bowder and, you know, fuck the mother niggas. I'm in the studio and, you know, watching Mystical, you know, watching yeah. Mystical just start doing that bouncing, you know, just going off and, yep. and Mia X. I, I, I still say Mia is still one of the top female rappers. I'd agree, so I've always said that and I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's called Dougie. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
And I mean, I still, I, I still remember doing that song, and it's called Bandit. It's by Scott Douglas. Yeah, Scott Douglas. And I mean, they banned that song because every time we played that song, we started a fight. Yep. You know? so, I mean, the thing is, though, if, even in the UK, and, you know, No Limit was mad underground, but still, you know, getting out there in the streets, but people knew when it comes, you know, you ain't certain No Limit sign, you ain't getting no play in the, because they know, you yeah. know, when they, No Limit had that reputation, you just know, uh, <laughs> Man, we, it, 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 it was fun. People gonna get I mean, bucked, but, got, yeah. Yeah, because you got the members, you know, we had a lot of money. You know, we had all the fancy cars, and there wouldn't be no cash money for the community. Ah, facts. Because, because I'm going to tell you something right now, this is something that people know. You know, when you want to be a no limit station. Yep. And that's true. You know, you want to be no limit, you know. And a lot of people think that we used to beat each other, and we never beat for cash money. There would never be for cash money, because you have to remember, so the swim. His friends with uh, Juvenile, you know, BG, BG so, you know, and, you know, and C-Murder, he was friends from, you know, Juvenile and BG, you know, and uh, it was the fans that made it, you know, hatred, you know, because they, they started, you know, you're the No Limit fan or you're the Cash Money fan. Exactly. No, yeah. he's just a hip-hop fan. You got, you got two, you got two independent record labels. I mean, I still remember, I told P one time, I said, man, can you imagine how big a tool would be to cash money and no limit? Would have been huge. Would have been huge, but guess what? Who go on last? Yep. <laughs> you know, who go on last? You know, and um, you know, it's you know, it's I mean the music side, it was, to this day, if I do business, I I can still see people in business. And I still incorporate his businesses with my business name. And I, I like to, you have to remember, I sat in on every meeting, a lot of meetings and stuff, man. I thought they gave me deals like, wow. You know? Uh, that's how it's done. Yep. You know, and I mean, and, um, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, I mean, you know he, he, he's smart, you know, and uh, he put, you know, he, you know, he knows he put a movie out. He's not gonna go mainstream. He's gonna still make a lot of money from the hood. He know the way. Yeah. I mean, did you catch the last movie? That, did you catch that last one that I got hooked up to? I, I've never seen it. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen it, and I don't know anything about it. Oh, you know? yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, because right now, you know, in my life, you know, I'm into positive documentary. You know, I'm, I'm into, you know. Uplifting, of course, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, not, not, so, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, that's not something I'm not interested to look at. Like right now, I'm still, I'm still interested in, you know, having Cudman, and you know, I, and I'm sorry to say, but the big movie I'm, I'm ready to see, Mr. Rogers. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I mean that kind of movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something and, different, uh, you know, keep the spirit yeah. up. You know? you know, and I mean, and I mean, this is one thing we got to remember. And I read, I read a lot of stuff, and I see people, you know, say nasty things, you know, about, but, you know, oh, you know, no limit, you know, y'all music sucks. But, but you brought the music. You listen to the music. Oh, you're the terrible wrestler. Yeah, but bitch, you watch me wrestle. You know, 
Yeah, I think, you know, in these times that we're living now, people feel they got to say something negative or, you know, just to get a pop or just to, you know. Yeah, because right now everybody, and this is this is the craziest thing. I would get asked, who is my favorite rapper right now? You know, and everybody knows who I listen to and I'm working out and I'm benching 500 and I'm struggling 900. What music turns me on? You know, there's one name. You know what that name is? Kevin Gates. Okay. Gates got some Gates, stuff, yeah. Gates, Gates make music that I think sometimes they can make that song just me. And you still keep it in Louisiana, so you know. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep Louisiana, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Kevin Gates fan. That's what's up. I mean, sometimes when I work out, you know, I might play 10, 15 songs of Kevin Gates in a row, I'll and I feel like I want to kill it. I feel like I want to kill everybody again. You know? <laughs> now, he definitely bringing some of that energy on. And even we're talking that the Braddy energy, or even uh, who would you say your favorite um, No Limit artist was, it the, you know, for the music? Oh. You know, more so for the music. Could you pick, um like, Big, I mean, Big Ed, he brought a lot of that intensity, I think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, God bless Big Ed. I, 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 I can't say I had a favorite. Okay. When it, came back, when it came down to shine, everybody stepped up. Yep. You know, I mean, now I'd say that's real. If you, like, you know, if you like Soldier Sim, you like Soldier Sim. If you like Mac, you like Mac. If you like Fiend, you like Fiend. If you like Mystical, you like. I mean, everybody had their own style. Yeah, and I think and, that was the um, dope thing with No Limit. You could like everybody, could everybody yeah. had their own little thing. Yeah, so I, I, I can't say I really had my favorite because, you know, you know, like even Steady Marvin. You know, Steady Marvin is not a popular group. But Steady Marvin had some good shit. They had some good yeah. shit. Yeah, Babgate and um, Crooked Eye, they were hot. They had some shit, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Babgate, that nigga was yeah. raw and, uh, you know, on some shit. They, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I still pump, you know, I, 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 to this day, I still pump food. Because, I mean, like, when I, if I really want to get work out, I still put it on the bed as motherfucker I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, yeah. You know, and this, you know. And you know, come on, who don't listen to murder, murder? Yep. Yeah, yeah. She's really all the battle. <laughs> the battle yeah. Yep. Who don't listen to that shit? I mean, oh. Shell Shock classics. And I mean, no limit, that's the thing. So many classic albums that ain't gonna, um, that just ain't gonna die and gonna keep that timeless sound. Um, on, on a quick note, I, I had a um, short second. He shared a story with us about a time where he alleged um, Master P. Slap baby in the airport. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about that, or if this was after, maybe you yeah. you wouldn't have been around because this could have been in the never, yeah. This could have been a different point. Um, I never, I never seen it. But, uh, I never seen that. You know, but I you. Mean, I, mean, I mean, this is my first time ever hearing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, could, could it could it have happened? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's know, that's I what mean, I feel. I mean. But, I mean, but I've, I've never, um, I'm not a baby fan, you know, I mean, uh, <coughs> I don't like the way, I don't like the way baby people are always with this artist, I don't like the way he disrespects money, you know, um, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's some things I heard I didn't like, you know, and, um, you know, but, you know, it's each of them, you know, it's so many brothers with anything, 
It's just like you look at the hip hop game right now. There's just so many, so much homosexuality, you know? And people want to know when did all this stuff change? Well, you got to remember, it changed when you got to remember he was the most popular artist at the time. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I, I mean I've, I've seen personally videos of famous people getting fucking ass. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you get these guys come up to LA and you know, they want to become they want to become rappers. They go to these parties, niggas get them drunk or, or get them high. Hey man, look, we want to sign you for a million dollars. Hey no man, I ain't signed for a million dollars. Hey, look at these pictures. Yeah, we've had we've had these horror stories online and we've had them from multiple sources, so we can't just be on um, <laughs> Uh, speculation. Yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to look at these pictures before you make your decisions. Yeah. You know? And that's like, you know, everybody talk about shit. You know, nobody was, man, nobody was doing no fucking shit. You know? I mean, niggas, I keep telling people, y'all, y'all think you made one fucking gun or something? No. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, baddest motherfucker can die. When well, that's it. You know? You know, and I mean, and, but you have to remember, we have that New Orleans technicality. Of course, you exactly. Know? It's a whole different thing. It, 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 we don't care about these things. Yeah. And, you know, like people meet me and they ask, you know, the Rangers mindset. Who's this? And the people who know me personally, like, this don't make them up like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, when you come from New Orleans, our style is different, our walk is different. You know, we dress different, we talk different, you know, but we love each other, you know. And if people were to call me right now and say, look, man, I got a problem, but I'd probably like a food go help you because I'm, I'm still his boy. Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm still his boy, you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, what, you know what, what I think is messed up, you know, you know, that I've had a lot of health issues, you know. And none of my fucking ever come, none of my come, none of ever called me. You know, I was in the hospital for a whole month. Nobody can know when they came with me. No. You know, which, you know, which I think is fucked up. You know, but it's just like I would tell somebody, you know, back in the day, you know, I ran into some financial issues and everybody was like, well, did he help you? And I said, no, he didn't help me. And they were like, why? I said, because I never called him for help. You know, he didn't help me because he didn't want to help me. He didn't help me because I never called him. Yeah, yeah. I never asked. You know? I mean, if I, if it's one thing, I know how to make money. You know? When you're from the street, you get paid. You die. Yep. <laughs> wow. You know? You know? They don't, get, they don't get paid some kind of way. One way or another. You know? Yep. Gotta find a way, man. Figure it out. You know? And I, and I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, mystical. You know, all these brothers, you know, and you know, I wish I wish all these brothers the best of luck. You know, it's just like you know, like you and I talk this time, and um, you know, people, everybody who knows small know I'm big into pictures. And I got a phone call one time, and people want to know from the magazine want to know about TRU something. And so I was like, what is it? He said, well, Master P has his own 14 line, blah, blah, blah. 
It's something well, I don't know anything about it, but I'll call you back and I'll tell you about it. So man, I try to tell you know, I try to reach out to Pete, you know, see if I can get some instructions so I can write a review on it. Man, that was like talking to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean Yeah, he really I'm slow. Look, man, I had to go through this person, I had to go through this person. Yeah. And man, after the third person, I'm like, man, fuck y'all. You know, I, I, I don't do that. Nigga, I'm slow, nigga. <laughs> I'll, I'll, he, he, you know, he, 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 he'll talk to you, and he, he don't want to talk to your lawyer or your agent. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think especially, um, it's a shame sometimes, but I think down to how other people done conducted business, it done just left it. To how they doing shit now, but um, I think there's a lot more opportunity what could be done, especially with um the true muscle stuff. Um, you know, I know um I think big big court. I th- I don't even know if they still doing that protein stuff. I remember at one point they was sort of um maybe it's out there selling and stuff, but I don't see them really promoting it like that no more. So um. I, tell you. I mean, at, at day level, at day level of business now, there's so much shit that's in and out. You know, I remember at one point they was even reporting that he had his own, um, like weed or something like that. But I think that deal yeah. fell; it didn't go through and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think he had, I think he had energy drink, Yeah, you know, the, there was a water. There was a water at one point. He'd been launching a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff. He be kind of pushing. He he be kind of holding at the forefront a bit more, like you know. But there was a period where there was a few, like you right. There was one kind of energy drink deal, something. Um, I think maybe he did a few like micro deals with some kind of little companies and stuff. Yeah, you know. So, but I don't think I don't know if they in kind of mass production or anything like that. But um, but it's like you said. Sometimes I don't know too much about Pete Bendis. Maybe you take them kind of deals where you think you know it can what he can make off it for the time. You know what I mean? As opposed to um. Then he got some other stuff where, like, we see with this money yachty stuff, he probably want to make that a long-term sort of thing. So, um, I mean, one thing for sure, those guys are hustling. They they, they know what they're doing, and uh, they're working hard. We, well, wish, we wish them the best. And, well, um, well let's, let's end it on this note. I wish, I wish he the best of luck. I wish Rome the best of luck. I wish the whole yellow family. I wish you... And I want you to, I want to say thank you very much because we have our Facebook friends and, you know, I'm going to say if, if anybody ever follow me, I'm a, I'm a positive brother. Amen. You know, I, I'm going to bring positive energy and, you know, I'm 65 years old. I'm not 30 years old. I don't believe in fighting and busting and all that kind of stuff. I believe in empowering my people and we have to learn about the financial world. We can learn about the insurance. We learn how to play the insurance game. You know, we learn how to play the financial game, the stock market game, the real estate game. Exactly. So many, ways. so many things. There's so many ways. And we gotta yeah. teach each other. And this is the thing where you know people gotta steady stop being so um selfish and wanting to be yeah. the only the only ones having things or the only yeah. ones. I mean, all you know, people want to be um. Not not idolized in one aspect because I suppose man always gonna idolize another man that they see and so and you know when we think of celebrityism and just um how the industry does shape things you know a lot of people they want to be just known for who they are or what they do but without really advancing and spreading that knowledge out to the other people because um it's like we spoke about earlier where I was saying like even with the music business and certain things we said 
You know, some people they ain't gonna tell you what right. they know because they ain't trying to teach. Really, they trying to leech. So, um, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people people will give you that people will give you the ingredients on how to make a meal, but they'll leave put these spices out. So you're going to taste better than theirs. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just the way, that's just the way the music industry works, you know. Oh, brother, but look, I want to say thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. yourself, man. man. So, um, hopefully, yeah. we hopefully this thing come out good for us. And, um, I appreciate your time and stuff like that. And, um, it's been a pleasure chopping it up with you. Um, and I'm glad we kept it a nice, you know, we got some good information okay. and stuff like that out there for, but it, it, it's all positive. This is nothing negative. Yeah. You know, I just speak the truth. I just speak the truth. You know, and some people don't want to hear the truth. You know, but I just speak the truth. And uh, well, you know, I'm you know, I mean, I'm always to the day I die, I'm gonna be big school to know that the soldier. There's nothing nobody can change about that. That's just who I am. Yeah. You know, and uh, but again, you know, I'm about to go out here and feed my horses. You know, and take care of my dogs. No you know? doubt. So um, but on that note, man, boy, we salute you, soldier, and um, appreciate all the work and um, the efforts and stuff, and um, we're gonna chop it up soon. Okay, let's make let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. All right, brother, you be strong. And yourself, man. Much love, bro. All right, stay up. Much love, bro. All right, one. All right.